Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening. If you seem to sense an aura of cold dampness that permeates this room, Attribute it not to either defective air conditioning or inclement indoor weather. It's simply because this is rather a special place with a special statuary and special paintings. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. It is a Wednesday, the day this show's uploaded. You are, well, you found episode number 1191. Right next to me is somebody who's just ready to have all kinds of fun. She's made it to the chair. Here she is. Jimmy, I got one name. Jimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. 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 <laughs> Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy. Three very sane spectators. Yes, all three of them are they are here. They're in the studio. Two fur kids uh, taking a big dog nap right behind me on their fur bed. And right to my left is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. It is a Wednesday. And what does that mean in the world of nerdum? New comic book day. That's right. New, as she says, comic book day. Uh, you can find out more about new comic book day. All the products, all the brand new stuff is available at comic book stores throughout the country. You can find that right on our website in the nerd news section. We have a link to all the brand new stuff. That's right. Like, you know, comic books, uh, graphic novels, uh, action figures, just about everything. And if you need help finding a comic book store to head to, shame on you means you haven't been to one for a while or at all. You can find the comic book shop located right on our website. Gets you to one within one, one and a half miles, whatever, all the way out to 50 miles. If you want to go on a traveling adventure to find that special place. And if you're in Central Florida, we know so many good places to go to. It's I can't just name one. You know, feel free to uh, contact us on Facebook and stuff like that, and maybe we can set you up with somebody you know nearby to you. If you're confused and you're new to the area, that is possible. So feel free to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show, our Facebook page, and other social media. Help the show grow. If you enjoy what you hear here, tell your friends you found a place that offers nerd variety all the time. That's the key: a variety talk show, brand new every single day. We offer pop culture escapism, and that is the Riley and Kimmy Show. You can find those social media links and archived episodes and interviews right on our website. And what is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. That's correct, RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, I have a question for you on this. Well, it is a Wednesday, this uh, Nerd Wednesday. Would you like to play Nerd in Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Yes, it is a Wednesday, and we're ready to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. We'll be asking Kimmy some questions from the timeline. Let's hope she gets more of them right from wrong, as you might be able to hear in the background. Kimmy is, uh, she's getting her special drink in uh, before she gets her first question there. Yeah. Yeah, that's not me. 
Yeah, that, that, that's Kimmy. She's 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 getting her first drink in, and she gets ready to answer questions here with Nerd and Pop. Are you blaming the dog again? It's the Mastiff. Yes, he had his head in the in the water bucket. The water bucket. He does not have a water bowl. And by the way, my phone went into the water bucket just recently, and mm-hmm. and uh, and it, lived to tell. Yeah, about it was it, it was in yep. the water bucket for at least thirty minutes. That water bucket right there, the big trough <laughs> right there. Uh, we're gonna be asking Gibby some questions. Took a licking and it kept on. Yeah, ticking. ticking. Oh, yeah, yeah, it has a clock on it, so it's uh, you, yeah. accurate there. Yeah, we're gonna ask Kimmy some questions from the trivia timeline. Feel free to shout out answers to her. We believe in time travel answers. That's right. So. Whatever uh, device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on, feel free to shout out those answers, too, because you could be listening to us on anything, because you can take us anywhere on planet Earth. We are mobile, and we are global. First question we have to ask you, Kimmy, is sort of science-based. That's your world. It was on this date. A patent for the laser was granted. It was the first patent for any laser. When did this happen? When did the patent go out for the laser, Kimmy? Was it, uh, don't look at me like that, it is science, you said you like science, was it 1960, 1970, 1980, or 1990? 1970? It was 1960, the patent went out for the laser. It was on this date, Kimmy, if you like that one, you're going to love this question, are you ready? Mm -hmm. The first printed book happened on this date in history, Kimmy. Now, if you paid attention to that thing out at Epcot, when we went for a ride many, many times, that's one place Kimmy always goes to is the the time travel thing at Epcot. You always go through that. Now, they mention this every single time. They even have a little demonstration of the very first printed book. Question for you, Kimmy. What year did that first printed book happen? Was it? Were you paying attention here? Back then on our last trip to that that Epcot visit, was it 1757, 1657, 1557, or 1457? 1457. Do you notice that she answered that with such confidence? That means she did pay attention on that ride. Yes. Yes, Kimmy. 1457. Bonus points if you can tell us what the name or what the subject matter was of the very first printed book. No, with a look of the shock and horror that I would ask such a question. It was the Gutenberg Bible that was the very first one uh, to be printed. It was 1457 that that happened. And let's move over to something more fun for you, Kimmy. One of your favorite places way back when, but it's really not, kind of doesn't really exist now or, or, or they're fading away. The very first shopping mall opened in the United States. A shopping mall, not an outdoor thing. This is, you know, where you go around inside and, you know, stores all located inside and everything. Opened up for the very first time on this date in history in Michigan is where it happened. Was that 1970, 1970? 1964, 1960, or 1954? 1970. It was 1954, the very first shopping center opened. But it took a bit for it to spread around through the United States. Now, is Kimmy a fan of that concept, or do you like the outdoor malls? And, no, uh, I like the indoor malls. And why is that? Because it's indoors. Okay, so you don't you don't like getting rained on, possibly walking between Mm-mm. stores and stuff. Okay, moving over to something else happening on this date in history. People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, was founded. Was that 1950, 1960, 1970, or 1980? 1970. It was 1980 that PETA came to be. It was on this date, 1790, Thomas Jefferson became the first United States Secretary of State. It was on this date, I will give you the year. Here is the question. The year is 1872. This state became the first state 
to require sexual equality in employment. Kimmy, what state in 1872 would do this? New York. It was Illinois that did that. Yes, Kimmy's old stomping grounds. 1872. It was on this date in 1933. FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, signed a bill legalizing the sale and possession of beer and wine containing up to 3.2% alcohol. Big deal. 1933. It was on this date in 1934. The first Masters Golf Championship began in Augusta, Georgia. It was 1935 in New York. Blood tests were used for the very first time as evidence in court. You heard right, in court cases. That was 1935. 1946, the first U.S.-built rocket to leave the Earth's atmosphere reached a height of 50 miles. And that's quite impressive because recently we just did a thing about Goddard's going up like, you know, not that far. Mm -hmm. And by 1946, 50 miles. So on this date, 1956, Sammy Davis Jr. starred in the play Mr. Wonderful in New York City. 1956, this individual, this musician, was injured in a car accident on his way to perform on the Perry Como Show. one for the money, two for the show. Okay, Kimmy, tell me who that musician was that was hurt on this date, 1956. Um, Carl Perkins? Yeah, I was going to say, it's not Elvis. You got it right. That is the, the person who actually wrote Blue Suede Shoes and had it as a hit as well. That's Carl Perkins, 1956. It was on his date in 1958. Hank Williams Jr. made his stage debut. This happened in Georgia at the age of eight years old. Eight years old makes hmm. his stage debut. It was on his date in 1963, Kimmy. This group, their first album was released in the United Kingdom. The album is titled Please, Please Me, Tell Me the Name of the Group. The Beatles. That's that's correct. It's on his date, 1975. Walt Disney World Shopping Village was opened. It was on his date, 1977. This individual, this musician's television special made its, well, it aired for the first time on ABC. See if you can tell me who that uh, musician was. Here is your audio clue. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can't It's early to rise, early in a sack. Thank God I'm a country boy. One of your favorites, I'm sure. Kimmy, tell me who that was. Mm, John Denver. That's right, John Denver. And thank God I'm a country boy was aired. That was a special on ABC. Did you watch it by chance? Yeah. ABC. Uh, no. okay. did, did you like any of the movies he did, like the old God movie and stuff? No. You, you didn't like him at all? No. What's wrong with you? Jeez. It was on this date in 1977. This individual's tribute to Duke Ellington was released. Kimmy, here's your audio clue. Tell me. The name of the musician who did a tribute to Duke Ellington. Yes, I'm a music pioneer, but time will not allow us to forget now. But as they say, Miller, Timo, and the king of all Sardou. And with a voice like Gallup ringing out, there's no way the band can lose. Yes, now I love that passage right there when he does the, the list of some of the uh, swing artists and stuff together. Can you tell me the name of that recording artist? Stevie Wonder. That's right, and, and Sir Duke. Now, have you ever paid attention to the, the list of the... No. And listen to this. He, he gets Miller, a whole bunch of the, the swing hot artists with Duke Ellington, Sir Duke. That's why it's called Sir Duke. Mm. That, that was his nickname. Just listen to this. This is the coolest thing of that song, especially if you love the swing era. But it just, he does it where it doesn't stand out. 
to somebody. I mean, for years you've heard this song for years and mm-hmm. loved it, right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't know it was about the swing era, about mm-hmm. this artist, and that's why it's so cool because he he layered it. So the people who are really into the groove of of swing and stuff were like, yeah, you know. But the the mainstream or somebody who had no clue of it enjoyed it as well, and possibly would end up being exposed to Duke Ellington. It's really cool. Listen to this real. It, it's fast, and what he does. I mean, and it's it just moves the way he does it. Oh, I, I love that. Man, he's got Satchmo in there and everybody else. Mm. I mean, it's just so cool. It, it just flows so fast. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, whoa. I mean, uh, yeah, I like jazz music, as you know. So, I mean, it's, it's really cool. It was on his date 19. And by the way, do you have that? By chance, no. on, you, you, do you have it on MP3 at least? No. <gasps> oh, we got to do something about that, Kimmy. Yes, you got to have Stevie Wonder. You have to have Stevie. You got some, at least some I of Stevie. Have some. But you got to have Sir Duke. Sir Duke is so cool. Okay. Kimmy, yeah, yes, yes. Kimmy's got to have Sir Duke. We're, we're going to expose you to Sir Duke the whole, whole thing. Thing here recently. Uh, we're going to do that real soon. We're going to expose you to the whole thing. So on his date, 1978, tragedy struck. Carl Walenda of the Flying Walendas fell to his death. This happened while walking a cable strung between the hotels in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Can't even imagine seeing something like that happen, mm. can you? Mm-mm. It was on his date, 1981. The United States postal rate went from 15 cents to 18 cents an ounce. So on this date, 1991, RCA put its Selecta Vision LaserDisc players on the market. Do you remember the LaserDisc video player? Mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. Did somebody have that uh, that you knew? Mm-hmm. They actually invested a lot of money on that uh, LaserDisc player, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my good friends. In- Same person that uh, liked Betamax. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 what are those? Okay, mm-hmm. well, the, actually, the, the LaserDisc was pretty cool for its time period, uh, but they had very limited releases in it. Very good friend of mine, high school friend of mine, uh, that he he bought that. I'm, I helped him set it up to his Sony Trinitron, and we were watching what, I can't remember. It was not very many titles that were out with that. It was a laser disc. The cool thing is some collectors do, uh, they are collected, is the, the covers. They're bigger. So some people have them to either frame and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of I think one of our good friends might have that you know kind of thing that they offer from shows when they are set up as a dealer. Is, mm. is a laser disc, uh, laser disc. There's a couple of those I might want to actually frame. That'd be kind of cool. Hmm. Moving over to something else happening on this date, 1982, the space shuttle Columbia was launched into orbit. That was mission STS-3. It was the third orbital flight for the Columbia. It was on this date, 1990, a jury in Anchorage, Alaska, found the captain of the Valdez incident, Captain Hazelwood, not guilty in the Valdez oil spill. It was on this date, 1991, Pamela Smart, a high school teacher, was found guilty. This happened in New Hampshire of manipulating her student lover to kill her husband. See how well you remember skating, Kimmy, because I know you love skating, ice skating. It was 1997. This individual, at the age of 14 and 10 months, became the youngest in the Women's Figure Skating Championship to win. Tell me who that person is. What year? 1997. Mm-hmm. She was 14 and 10 months. She became the youngest women's world figure skating champion. The youngest. I can't do it. Tara Lipinski. Remember mm-hmm. her? Yeah. yeah. She was on everything. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was on his day, 1997. Marilyn Manson stopped a show in Honolulu, Hawaii. He stopped it short after falling on stage and severing an artery in his hand. 
Mm. Ouch. It was 1997 Comet Hale-Bopp came closest to the Earth. You remember Comet Hale-Bopp? Yes, I do. Well, I mean, yeah, I was working in a news talk station. And then you could actually see it outside the door because mm-hmm. uh, I would get there very early in the morning and you, you could see it. And remember, there's all kinds of people thinking they're going to be lifted off planet Earth by aliens and things like that. Remember that? There were. There were tons of them. There was people freaking out and stuff. And, and actually, people saw the comet and they thought it was a flying saucer and stuff at times. It was on this date. This singer's album was certified triple platinum by the RIAA. See if you can identify who the singer is. Give me and give me the year within two years. Okay, Kimmy, tell me the name of the album. That is the title track from the album. Can you tell me the album that was certified triple platinum? Hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, baby, one more time is the answer. And Kimmy, tell me the name of the recording artist. Britney Spears. And the year this happened, within two years, that it was certified mm. triple platinum. That means a lot of sales. 98? No. 2002. It was... You should have stayed where you were. It was, it was 1999 that that, that happened. Mm. It was on this day, 2002, the United States Postal Rate Commission approved a request for a postal rate increase. That's for the first class stamp from 34 cents to 37 cents by June 30th. It was on this day, 2002, a collection of letters and cards sent by Princess Diana of Wales, Princess Di, was sold for $33,000. The letters and cards were written to a former housekeeper at Diana's teenage home. Moving over to notable birthdays. That's celebrities and entertainers and others. Born on this date, Chico Marx, 1887, died 1961 at the age of 74. Can you tell me what comedic group he was part of? That's Chico Marx. The Marx Brothers. That's right. He was a member of the Marx Brothers. Very good. Kimmy, this actor, born on this date, 1912, died 2009. Yeah, do the calculation. Makes him very old when he passed away. It was 97. An actor. Tell me who this is. He did films. Yes, he was in some very big films. He was in A Streetcar Named Desire, 1951. On the Waterfront, 1954, which I highly recommend. Matter of fact, both are very good, but On the Waterfront, he is powerful. And he was powerful on television on this TV show. Tell me the name of the TV show that he co-starred on. of music Kimmy calls Waka Waka. I love that. It's one of my favorite TV themes of all time. Now, I did not watch the TV show much as a kid. I love it now when I see it on retro stuff. Kimmy, can you identify the name of that theme, that TV show, or do I need to give you a bonus clue about the TV show? Mannix? No, it's not Mannix. 
Interesting. Here is your bonus clue with the TV show. This individual, this mystery birthday person, acted opposite Michael Douglas on that police show, that cop show, that oh. theme right there. Okay. What is the name of the TV the show? Streets of San Francisco. Yes. You rarely ever heard, have heard that theme without those words in front of it where it opened up. Mm. You know, the streets of San yeah. Francisco. A Quinn Martin production or whatever it said. You know, yeah, that's correct. Now, can you tell me who this mystery person is, the birthday person who acted opposite Michael Douglas? And he was kind of the, the cranky one on the show. Mm-hmm. Who is he? He also did commercials for a certain uh, credit card company for a number of years. Yeah, it's not coming to me. Oh, you can do this. Come on, Kimmy. Think about it for a few seconds here. He played Lieutenant Mike Stone on that show, The Streets of San Francisco. Here is your audio clue. Maybe this will help you. Here is the mystery birthday person's voice. Most of them are just ordinary kids who take off from home and end up in the gutter. For no reason, no reason at all. Bad grade, fight with a family or a friend. I was thinking how lucky I am. I really am lucky. 600,000 a year, Jeannie. 600,000 kids a year run away from home. Who is that mystery person, Kimmy? I just can't remember his name Ooh, right now. Jimmy, it's Carl Malden. Carl Malden. Yes, he was born on this date in history, 1912, died 2009 at the age of 97. Now, have you ever really seen those shows? Mm-hmm. Did you okay. like The Streets of San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used that show. Actually, it was ABC's uh, Chance to Fight and Combat Hawaii Five O. 0 was that. On this date in history, this individual, one of my favorite actors for a reason, he was in, well, he was in a couple of films I don't think people realize. One of them a science fiction film, and the other one, he was in a psychological thriller, a 1962 psychological thriller. But he's known for a certain television show, a Western TV show that was actually a spy show combined. He played the character who just had the coolest name, Artemis. Artemis Gordon is who he played. I loved it. Um, by the way, I might name a, a new fur kid, Artemis. I just love that name. Artemis Gordon is who he played. He was on this TV show on CBS. Kimmy, tell me the name of the TV show. James West, better watch out. She's about to stab him there. Yeah, it had that opening, that comic book opening, the panels to opening of the the, uh, TV series. Can you tell me the name of that TV show, Kimmy? Wild Wild West? Yes, it's the Wild Wild West. He played Artemis Gordon, and that individual is really probably one of uh, an actor's dream because he was always doing makeup and stuff and being different characters and in disguises. Very, very talented. It's Ross Martin, born on this date in 1920. Unfortunately, passed away at the age of 61. He died in 1981. Movie we were talking about, or I was talking about a couple of them that he was in. Uh, the one, the psychological thriller, 1962. I can't remember if Kimmy has ever seen this movie. Yeah, matter of fact, I know she has because David Lynch is influenced by this movie, especially the opening, because the opening scene, you see this little suburb outside San Francisco that's called Twin Peaks. And this theme to that, I know, influenced Twin Peaks beyond a shadow of a doubt. 
The movie was called Experiment, Experiment in Terror. Glenn Ford played the hero, and he played the villain, Red Lynch. That was in 1962. And he asked them not to put his name on the opening credits because he had been part of a TV show uh, where he was a, a very happy-go-lucky character or character on Mr. Lucky, and he did not want people to think that, you know, the villain wasn't that vicious. So he did not want himself billed uh, at the top at all in the opening scenes and, and, at all. So you don't catch out who the killer is till the very, very end. And he plays this asthmatic killer. The one that I really dig about him is a science fiction film that's not really known by a lot of people, and it was way ahead of its time about its concept, especially with the blending of humans and machinery. The film he played in was, well, it has the creepiest theme, I think, of all time, one of them. He was in the low-budget film The Colossus of New York in 1958. He plays a scientist, a genius, whose brain is put into an android, a robot, and it, it, it's actually it was way ahead of its time because it deals with the fact if you are taken away from the human senses and are in that mechanical body, how much of being a human are you? And will you lose feelings and things like that? It's way ahead. And the ending, I don't know if they would do the ending today. I don't want to spoil it. But the ending, I think, was quite interesting at the time period, what they did. You know how he, he meets his fate. And I think it was way, uh, you know. Uh, head of its time in a certain way. Born on this day, 1920, died at the age of 80 in 2000. I have a feeling you don't even know who this is, but just for the fun of it, Warner Klemperer was born on this day, Kibby. See if you can tell me what TV show he is known for. He's known for something that he, that he played, he's iconic with. Hogan, don't play games with me. Just tell me that this is your camera. Yes, Kimmy, can you tell me the name of the TV show that he played Colonel Clink on? Hogan's Heroes. What's interesting, as Colonel Clink, he is one of the individuals that pops out the window when Batman walks up the window with Robin. It makes no sense, because it, it's just a shameless promotion for Hogan's Heroes on ABC for Batman. He pops out as Colonel Clink, incognito, and Robin identifies him, knows who he is. This is the creepy, weird part. It makes no sense at all, because they're based in 1966, and that's back in the 40s. And Robin knows he's the Colonel Clink. And, you know, he's looking for basically Hogan in Gotham City. And Batman does not arrest him or anything, being, you know, a, an enemy spy or anything. No, he's like, you better be careful. Chief O'Hara does not appreciate illegal uh, entry to the United States, that kind of thing. It makes no sense. Uh, it's funny to see. You can catch that on MeTV or on that Blu-ray remastered edition of Batman 1966. They did some of those shameless ones like that, Kimmy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This person born on this day, Kimmy, tell me how old he is. Well, first identify him with his audio clue. Tell me how old he is. You get a two-year buffer for this person because you better know who this is with this this is a very short clue. Kimmy does not need more than five seconds for this person's voice to tell us who it is. Here he is saying one of his his most iconic lines ever, Kimmy. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Here it is. Charles! Charles! 
Who is the birthday person? William Shatner. That is correct. How old is William Shatner within two years today? Uh, 84. He is 86. You get it within two, Kimmy. That is William Captain Kirk Shatner having a birthday today. Tell me who this singer-musician is, Kimmy. Here is your audio clue, and then tell us how old he is within five years. Here's your, well, your first audio clue. Kimmy, can you identify who that golden voice is? George Benson. That is correct. And how old is George Benson today within five years? Uh, 70. He is 74 today, so you get that. Now, the question for you, that song we just gave you a sample of was on Broadway from 1978. Was that a number one hit for him? Yes. It was not. It was a number seven in the Billboard Hot 100. Next question for you, Kimmy. Was it his biggest hit? Was mm. on Broadway his biggest hit or not? I can't think of his other one that was really big. Well, was on Broadway the bigger one? No. You're saying the one that you can't name was mm-hmm. the bigger one. This one. Yes, from 1980, Give Me the Night by George Benson. It charted at number four as its biggest thing on the Billboard Hot 100. Kimmy got it exactly right. And do you do you have any of his music, Kimmy? Any of them? No, but uh, I wish I had that one. Well, I recommend that. We're going to have to rectify that. Uh, yes, I, I'm a big fan of George Benson's. And a lot of smooth jazz cuts that he did. He's just fantastic. Wolf Blitzer having a birthday today. He is 69, American journalist, television news anchor who has been on CNN, Kimmy. Since 1990. Mm. 1990. Andrew Lloyd Webber having a birthday today, composer of the Phantom of the Opera and I like 12 other musical, you know, stage productions. He is 69 today. This individual, tell me how old he is. He's an American sportscaster on the air for NBC Sports Television since the early 1980s. He was the primetime host of 12 Olympic Games from 1992 until 2016. His name is Bob Costas. How old is he within five years? Um, 80. Bob <laughs> Bob Costas is 65 today. Okay. All right, moving over to this actress, Gibby. Tell me how old she is today within five years. Reese Witherspoon. How old is she? Yes. 42. She's 41, so you get it within the five. Uh, congratulations there. Thank you very much. And moving over to another section of trivia. I see dead people. It is notable deaths. That's what we're going to right now. Passing away on this date in history, 1958, Mike Todd, U.S. film and theater producer, who may be more known for this. He was the third husband of Elizabeth Taylor. He dies in a plane crash at the age of 48 in 1958. 1986, the music world lost Mark Denning, American singer, American pop music singer, too. In February 1960, he had a huge hit. It reached number one, and to me, it's one of the most depressing songs on planet Earth, if you actually listen to it. 
I don't know if you could release it today, you know, modernized in any way, how well it would go over. But it was a mainstream big hit. And matter of fact, you might be able to hear it briefly in American Graffiti. The song is Teen Angel. Teen Angel. Teen Angel. Teen Angel. That fateful night, the car was stalled upon the railroad track. I pulled you out and we were safe, but you went running back. Yeah, that is Teen Angel there. I have a feeling Kimmy does not recall that one. You don't remember that song at all? Mm-hmm. You do remember it, yeah. You actually listen to the words, you go, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that did reach number one on the pop charts. He passed away, that's 1986. This individual passed away, actress, 1991, American film actress, best known for her role in a horror film, Kimmy. Best known for a horror film, Dracula-related. That's right, Gloria Holden played Dracula's daughter in 1936. Sandra, look at me. What do you see in my eyes? Death. Her pulse is weak, Dr. Goss, growing weaker. All your skill can't help her now. She's under a spell that can be broken only by me or death. I am Dracula's daughter. Yes, that's Gloria Holden. A movie uh, is quite interesting. It was, it, was, it was made in 1936. It does deal with some bisexuality, lesbianism type issues with it, her hunting and stuff. But the key part is her performance in that film later influenced the writings of somebody who wrote a lot of vampire books. Can you tell me who it is? Anne Rice. That's right. Anne Rice was influenced by Dracula's daughter, especially for the book, The Queen of the Damned. Mm. Moving over to somebody else who passed away on this date. Recording artist Kimmy. Dies 1994 at the age of 43. Known for this really huge hit of his from the year 1984. Tell me who this is who passed away on this date. Is that Kimmy? He had a big hit with that song, I Can Dream About You, number six on the Billboard Hot 100. That was in 1984. Mm, I can't think of his name. His name is Dan Hartman, Hartman, and that was his hit, I Can Dream About You. He's also a writer of music as well. He wrote James Brown's song, Living in America, and co wrote it and produced it, and that was even more successful at reaching a huge number four in 1985 charts. And moving over to somebody else who passed away on this date in history, 2001, William Hanna, American animator and studio founder, dies at the age of 90, best known for producing Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, the Huckleberry Hound Show, just to name a few. You know, Hanna, Barbera. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Yeah, he passed I away. On, yeah, out. I'm just making sure there. He passed away on this date in 2001. Kimmy, I think we'll go back in time here a little bit and honor something from the trivia we talked about with the Golden Age of Radio. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loves you. And 
And that's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. We spoke about Ross Martin, and he was born on this date in 1920. Now, his career was cut short for a couple of reasons. One was health issues that happened right at uh, close to the last season of Wild Wild West. He would still appear in television a little bit, but it definitely impacted his uh, his ability to do a lot of roles. But he was on the Golden Age of Radio, did a lot of radio productions. We had a couple examples of him starring in some radio productions, and they are both in the world of mystery and suspense and thrillers. We'll kick it off with The Doll, starring Ross Martin on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Our story begins in the classroom of a small co-educational university. Not a very unusual setting. But today, these young men and women are hearing an unusual lecture. The guest speaker is Professor Eric Douglas. And the subject of his address is written in chalk on the blackboard. Let's step a little closer and see what it says. Homeopathic magic. Ancient and modern. Let's be quiet and listen. For thousands of years, people believed they could injure or destroy their enemy by injuring or destroying an image of him. And so they made likenesses in cloth and wood in clay. The ancient Egyptians used wax. The wizards would take a drop of a man's blood, clippings from his hair or parings of his nails, and knead them into a wax figure. You mean like a voodoo doll, Professor? Uh, voodoo belongs to the modern era, but the idea is exactly the same. Once the doll was made in this fashion, the victim was at the mercy of the sorcerer. So, you see, the doll is really man's oldest toy and perhaps his deadliest. You mean that stuff really works? Well, that is the strangest part of all. Sometimes it works very well. You've got to be kidding, Professor. Young lady, I wonder if you'd like to help me with a little experiment. Me, Professor? Yes. Will you come up front, please? Now, uh, just for the uh, the fun of it, uh, shall we uh, shall we make a doll? Huh? All right. Now let's see what shall we use. Um, now this little towel will do fine. I'll just tie a knot to make the head. And now let's dress it up a little. Can you help me? How? Well, with some part of you. A, um, a hair from your head, perhaps. Uh, now, uh, how about uh, something you own? Uh, that ring, maybe. May I borrow that? Well, I... Uh, well, yeah, thank you. Now, we'll put that around the neck. And voila. We have an instant voodoo doll. Fascinating, isn't it? To know that... The doll is meant to be a representation of you? Now, look at it. I'm looking. Yeah, well, keep looking. Now, don't take your eyes off of it. You can almost see your face in the cloth, can't you? It's almost as if the doll is you. Whatever happens to the doll happens to you. You. The doll. You. The doll. Sharing one body between you. One life, one destiny. I, I still think it's silly. All right. And let's see what happens when I take this letter knife. 
What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm merely going to plunge this knife into a meaningless piece of cloth. No, don't! Prudence? Prudence? You called me professor? Yes. I uh, want to know what you think of this record. Fred Cartwright sent it to me. Claims it's an authentic Dumbala ritual march. I could not say, Professor. Hmm. I think it was probably recorded on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, that's enough of that. Well, what's become of Laura? Isn't she home yet? She's just arrived, sir. She's in the living room. Oh. Laura, darling. I didn't hear the door. You're very late. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric. I, uh... The match wasn't over until six. It went to five sets. And uh, who won? You know you don't care the first thing about tennis. Ah, uh, it's a young man's game. Not for old birds like me. Oh, come on, stop that. You're far from old. Oh, Prudence, I hope I didn't spoil your dinner. It's all right, Miss Fletcher. I'll go see to it now. Eric, why won't she ever call me Laura? Oh, it's just her way. You know how it is in the islands. A servant's place is a servant's place. Tradition. Mm, it's more than that. It's, it's resentment. You've got your father's sensitivity. Harry was always thinking that people resented him. Maybe he had good reason. He wasn't very popular among his colleagues. Your father was a renegade. That's why. It's one thing to investigate primitive cultures. That's an anthropologist's job. But to spend your life among them, to raise your child among them... No, I never complain. <laughs> well, you managed to turn out pretty happily. But you're uh, still half-savage, of course. Am I? You can't fool me, Laura. You're still a child of voodoo, just like Prudence. No, don't be silly, Eric. I know you all right. When the full moon rises and the drums start to beat in the jungle and the serpent god Dumbala raises his hooded head... Eric, stop it. What's the matter? I'm... I'm sorry. I have that... that awful headache. Again? Well, come on, let's take care of it. No, don't bother. I'll be all right in a moment. Best time to stop it is early. Right now. You listen to Dr. Douglas here, and we'll get rid of that pain in two minutes. Come on now. Lie back. All right. Now, just relax. Just remember how we've done this before. Yes. I remember. That's right. Now, shut your eyes, Laura. Think of your mind as a large, empty cavern. And in the cavern, you hear my voice. Very faint, as if I'm speaking to you from far, far away. Yes. You feel at peace, relaxed, happy. Your head is clear. Your pain is gone. Yes. It's gone. Oh, you're happy now, Laura. You're happy to be here with me. 
with me, my darling. Aren't you? Yes. I'm happy. You love me, Laura, don't you? Not in the way you loved your father. You love me as a man. I'll say it, darling. Say, I love you, Eric. I love you. Say my name, Laura. My name. I love you, Jimmy. What is the matter with you, Prudence? I'm sorry, Professor. The dish fell from my hand. What is it? What happened? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, my dear. You're fine. You're just fine. Prudence just dropped something. I came to tell you that dinner is ready. Well, so you had a good tennis game, did you? Was it uh, mixed doubles? It was, as a matter of fact. Oh, who was your partner? Not someone named Jimmy, by any chance? Why, yes. How did you know? Oh, well, no mystery. You spoke his name while you were hypnotized. Uh, who is Jimmy? Well, his full name is Jimmy Collins. You known him long? Papa, three months. Three months? Well, you've never mentioned him before. Oh, I'm sure I did. I'd love for you to meet him, Eric. I'm sure you two would get along. What's he do for a living besides mixed doubles? He's in Wall Street. Well, well. Maybe you've started choosing your friends more carefully, darling. I'm glad to see that. But, uh, just the same. Eric, I wish you would stop talking to me like a scolding father. I am not your father. I was talking to you as a friend. I'm sorry. Do you wish dessert now, Professor? Uh, no. No, Prudence, no dessert. Um, gotta stay in trim. <laughs> Who knows? I might take up tennis yet. Laura, I tell you what. Why don't you bring this Jimmy around? I'd love to meet him. No, I'm afraid I don't know much about Haiti, Professor Burnside. I've never been to the island. Oh, but of course Laura has told you of her life there. Oh, yes, she's told me all about it. In fact, you spent some time there yourself, didn't you? Yes, a few years. That's where I met Laura and uh, her father, as a matter of fact. You can see that Eric brought back half the islands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my uh, souvenirs, like uh, this thing, for instance. What is that? Looks a little tacky to me. Well, they call it an Oanga packet. It's a charm the voodoo men use for every purpose. Some good and some bad. We should throw out that awful thing, Eric. Well, it was a gift made for me by an old mamaloy in uh, Port-au-Prince. It's a protective charm, guaranteed to ward off the devil. And, of course, uh, Laura can tell you more about it. Laura's much more of an expert on voodoo than I am. You mean just because she was raised on the island? Well, it's an interesting primitive study, otherwise... Sheer nonsense, of course. Oh. Well, uh, you shouldn't have said that. You've offended Laura dreadfully. Laura's mm -hmm. a believer, you know. She played with voodoo dolls the way other children play with Chatty Cathy and Betsy Witsy. Harry, please <laughs> stop it. Ask her, Jimmy. 
Go ahead, ask her if that isn't so. Oh, I'd feel very foolish asking that question. Oh, Jimmy, of course it isn't so. Well, that's good to hear, frankly. I mean, it'd be a heck of a thing on our honeymoon, waking up and finding an Awanga bag in my slipper. Did you say honeymoon? Yes. Did Laura tell you? Laura and I are engaged. We're going to be married next week. Professor. What do you want? It's late, Professor. After midnight. Leave me alone, Prudence. Go to bed. There is no chain strong enough to hold her. What'd you say? The girl is not of your blood. Why do you struggle to keep her? Prudence, I can't lose her. You hear me? If I lose Laura, I'd die. No, Professor. Oh, you've got to help me. If you want me to live, you've got to help me. There is nothing anyone can do. There is. There is. There is is something that you can do. What is that? I've been thinking about it all night. Prudence, you can make a doll. Well, what have we here? A four-sided triangle? Professor Eric Burnside, young Laura Fletcher, Jimmy Collins, a servant named Coudance. Or is this going to turn out to be a five-sided triangle with the fifth member of the equation, a doll? We'll find out what Coudance can do to help the professor in his emotional dilemma when I return shortly with Act Two. A week has passed since Laura Fletcher made her earth-shaking announcement to Professor Eric Douglas. The announcement which turned the professor's world completely upside down. But for a man who has looked into the future and found it bleak and empty, Eric seems like a happy man at the moment as he listens to the sound of the Dambala ceremony and waits for Laura Fletcher to enter the room. I'm here. Laura. Well, let me stop this racket. Well, don't you look lovely. Hmm. And don't you look well. Eric, I can't tell you how good it is to see you smiling. Well, I've got something to smile at, all right. Myself. I uh, don't know what came over me that night, Laura. I, I just was not myself. I couldn't let you run off and get married without my blessing. And a suitable present, of course. A present? Eric, you shouldn't have. You've always admired this ivory charm, and I, uh, I want you to have it. You and Jimmy. Oh, Eric. It's beautiful. It must be priceless. Well, it's not as priceless as our friendship. I, I wouldn't want anything to happen to that. Oh, thank you so much. Jimmy will be as thrilled with it as I am. I think we should talk before you go away, darling. I think we should talk about, uh, your father. What about him? I have to ask you this, Laura. Whether or not you've ever told your fiancé the full story. I, uh, I've told him quite a lot. Including 
The way it ended for him? Don't talk about it now, Eric. Please. You know, I still blame myself. I knew that Harry wasn't right in the head. I, uh, I could see the signs. And I shouldn't have let it go as far as I did. Please, Eric. You know that I, I cannot bear to remember that time. I know, I know. You were only 14, but you witnessed it all. His mad delusions. Don't. Oh, my head. Laura, what is it? It's a... The pain again? Yes. Oh, poor darling. Here, come on, lean back. It happens every time. I remember my father. Shh. Now, 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 don't talk. Just lean back, relax, close your eyes. Yes. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Now, breathe deeply, darling. Deeply. Now, you remember how we do this together. How we make the pain disappear. How you clear your mind of everything but the sound of my voice. Yes. You can't hear anything but me now, Laura. Just my voice echoing in your mind. You're asleep now. You're so deeply asleep that you won't waken until I tell you. You won't know anything but what you hear me say. Do you understand? Yes. I understand. That's it, my darling. Deep. 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 Prudence? Prudence? Yes, Professor. I'm here. Bring it to me. No, Professor. This is wrong. Bring me the box, Prudence. Very well. Here. Yes. Yes, Prudence, a beautiful doll. That's a beautiful likeness. <laughs> Laura. Laura. Open your eyes. Yes. What do you see, Laura? I see. I see. Nothing, nothing at all. You were asleep and you had a bad dream. Asleep? Yes. You had one of your headaches, do you remember? And I put you under hypnosis, and then I decided to let you sleep it off. You seem so tired. Oh, I feel so strange. I know. The truth is... Well, I'm not sure that you're well. What do you mean? When do you and Jimmy plan to get married? This weekend. I can't help wondering if that's wise. What do you... What do you mean? I wonder if you're well enough. You seem so run down and the headaches are obviously worse. Took a long, long time to make you lose the pain. Eric. Jimmy and I are getting married. This Saturday. We're driving to Crompton Lake. And we're getting married by... A 
justice of the peace. Nothing is going to change that. Nothing. You sure you feel okay, Laura? Yes, I'm all right. You've hardly said a word since we started out. Well, a girl doesn't run out to get married every day of her life. Maybe it's a time to reflect. Haven't changed your mind, I hope. No, I haven't changed my mind. Well, what's that cold sweat all about? It's not another one of your headaches, is it? No, it's just nerves. It's bridal jitters. Now, maybe, maybe if you didn't drive so fast. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm in a hurry. the door, young man. I'm sorry about that. Uh, my name is Collins. I called this morning about the wedding. Oh, the judge is inside. He's near death as a post, so better make the I do's good and loud. <laughs> I intend to. Oh! <clears throat> come in. Come on. Come come, come in, folks. Mom will act as witness. Fine. Uh, young lady, you send uh, here. Next to you, young man. Honey, are you all right? Huh? Oh, yes, I'm fine. You sure you wouldn't like a glass of water? Oh, no. no thank you. Steady, honey. It only hurts for a minute. <laughs> Dearly beloved, <clears throat> we're gathered together here in the sight of God in the face of his company, trying to gather this man what? and this woman, holy matrimony, What's wrong? which is an honorable estate instituted by God. It's a little shortness of breath. Dignifying unto us, Mr. Laura. Union, as the church Christ and his church. Oh, which holy yes. estate Christ adorned. Oh, Jimmy, what's the matter? Fine, what's the matter? What? I've got this, this awful pain. This terrible pain. It's raining. Oh, Jimmy. I'm so sorry. Oh, honey, now, come on, don't be sorry, just... Take it easy, that's all. That's what the doctor said. I do feel better now. Much better. Oh, who would have thought the day would turn out like this? Stuck in a cheap motel across the street from the Justice of the Peace. We're not even married yet. It would be deliciously sinful if it weren't for this miserable room. Jimmy. What is it? Oh, God. Jimmy. Me. What's the matter, honey? Is the pain again? No. No, it's something else. Jimmy, I, I have to get up. Oh, come on, I have to get up. Darling, you heard the... I have to... I have to move. Laura! Jimmy! Oh, Jimmy! God, Lord, you hit the wall. I can't stop myself. Laura, oh, stop. Hold me, Jimmy. Hold me. I can't stop oh, come myself. Come on, darling. Don't fight me. Don't fight me. Stop. Flinging yourself around this way. Oh, I can't help. I can't. I have to move. Stop the table. What's happening to me? I have to get control of myself. I, I don't belong to myself anymore. Laura. I can't tell you how sorry I am, Jimmy, but I uh, also can't say that I'm surprised. Well, what do you mean? 
Well, my field is anthropology, but I'm not a complete stranger to the psychological sciences. In my opinion, uh, Laura's problem is the result of a conflict, the difference between two worlds, the world of everyday reality and the dark world of superstition. No matter how much she laughs about it now, Laura grew up believing in devils and zombies and voodoo dolls. Come on, I just can't believe that. Well, that's why I feel so strongly that Laura, well, she just isn't ready for marriage. Well, here, let me show you something. What is that? It's a doll. Now, as you can see, it's a uh, very good likeness of Laura. Prudence uh, is an artist of sorts. Your servant made this? Yes. It's her hobby. It's a sort of sculpture. But um, what do you suppose Laura did when she saw this doll? She screamed. She was horrified. She thought it was a voodoo effigy. And whatever happened to the doll would happen to her. No, Professor, I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't buy that explanation. Yes, I was afraid that you wouldn't. Laura's too sensible. This is all such childish would stuff. Would you care to... Test the theory? Test it? How? Well, would you be willing to conduct a little experiment? It might. Depends on what it is. All right, I'll tell you. At exactly 9 o'clock this evening, I will take our little doll here and bring it to that fireplace. And I'll hold the doll over the flames, high enough so that it won't be scorched, but low enough so that it can feel the heat. Oh, the dolls don't feel... No, no. Dolls don't. But Laura is another matter. You tell her what I'm doing. Tell her about the experiment. And then see how she reacts. I'm sorry, I don't like politics, Professor. I just want you to know what you're up against, Jimmy. Now remember, exactly nine o'clock. sometimes, Jimmy. I mean, I know you saw Eric. You told me you were going to. All right, I saw him. He just told me a lot of nonsense, that's all. About me and my father? About you and voodoo dolls. What did he say exactly? Laura, why did he have that doll made? What doll? You know... The one that looks like you. What are you... What are you talking about? You said you saw it, didn't you? No. I never saw any such thing. He must have been joking. He must have been putting you on. I saw the thing, darling. You what? I saw the doll. It was about this big and obviously hand-carved and... Well, it did look like you, Laura. Same long blonde hair, blue eyes, very much like you. That woman knows how to carve. Woman? You mean Prudence? The servant? Yes, that's what he said. She made the doll that you actually think... Laura, you can't believe in voodoo. Not really. Oh, dear God. Then that explains it. That explains everything. What? The pain. In my chest, it was like a... The thrust of a needle. Oh, now, come on. And the way I lost control as if I did... Like I was being flung about like a like a doll. It was exactly like a helpless doll. Oh, cut that out. You know that isn't so. 
You're just convincing yourself of this nonsense. It's all in your mind. But what else explains it to me? What else? As long as he has that doll, he has me. Shh. Honey, please. That's crazy. You've got to find it, Jimmy. You've got to get that doll away from me. Okay, okay, honey. Just give us a little time. I don't have any time. If something happens to that doll, I'll die. No, Laura, you can't really believe that. I want you to prove that isn't true, and you can tonight. What do you mean? That nutty friend of yours said he was going to try a little experiment tonight, just to prove the point to me. Well, I want you to disprove it. What sort of experiment? He said that exactly nine o'clock he was going to take the doll and bring it to the fireplace. Oh, no. He said he was going to hold it over the flames high enough for the doll to feel the heat. And he said you'd feel it, too. Oh, Lord, Jimmy. Well, what time is it? It's uh, 20 of nine. We'll get out of here. No, no. Well, go back to my place and we will prove no. him wrong, darling. Prove him a liar. Oh, God. I'm getting warm. I'm getting terribly warm, Jimmy. That's your imagination. No, but it... Oh, honey, he said nine... Wait a minute. The watch isn't going. Jimmy, look. That clock on the wall, it is not... Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, Jimmy, it's happening. It's really happening. No, no, don't. No, you've got to fight this. It's the only suggestion. It's hypnosis. Oh, killing me. He's burning me alive. Honey, no, darling, no. is a powerful weapon, and when it's turned against ourselves, it's the most dangerous weapon on earth. Can Laura Fletcher find a way to stop her own mind from tormenting her and possibly ending her life? At least she isn't alone in the struggle. We'll find out what Laura and Jimmy can do about the deadly doll that menaces her when I return shortly with Act Three. Professor Douglas's experiment has succeeded only too well. And it's also succeeded in convincing Jimmy Collins that something has to be done to save the sanity and even the life of the woman he loves. And that the best place to be in would be the home of Eric Douglas, his servant Prudence, and the doll itself. Oh. Hello, Miss Fletcher. Hello, Prudence. Is Professor Douglas home? No, miss. He's gone. Gone where? On a lecture tour. He took the early morning train not half an hour ago. When do you expect him back? Not for days, he said. Prudence, I have to talk to you. Please let us in. Yes, miss. Prudence, when my fiancé was here the other day, the professor showed him a doll. A doll, miss? He said... You made it. I made no doll, miss. I saw it, Prudence. It was in a black cardboard box about this big. And he took it out of this break front here. I know nothing of a doll, sir. All right. Suppose we look for ourselves. Please, sir. Jimmy, is it there? No, it's empty. Please. I cannot allow this. All right, where's the doll, Prudence? I don't know. Please, you have to help me, Prudence. You don't know what he's doing with that doll. He's making voodoo magic with it. 
Do you understand? I am a Christian, Miss Fletcher. You know what I'm talking about. He's putting a spell on me, Prudence. He's using that doll you made to make me do his bidding. He wants to stop me from marrying. He thinks only of your happiness, Miss. You are like his daughter. He is torturing me. Would a father torture his own child? You've got to help us find him, Prudence. You must know where he's staying. I'm sorry. I know nothing. All right. Then the least you can do is give him a message. You tell him for me, for both of us, that his game isn't going to work. That Laura and I are leaving too, and we're not coming back. He'll never see her again. Did you get that? No matter what he does, he'll never see her again. Did you get that? No matter what he does, he will never see Laura again. Prudence? Prudence? Where are you? Dear Professor, did you have a good tour? Yes. No. But I don't remember. It was endless. Seems like far more than three days. They were here, Professor. Who? Miss Fletcher and her young man. They came to see you and to find the doll. You didn't let them? No. It is still hidden. Good. The girl says you are torturing her. Only for her own good, Prudence. I swear that. This man Collins is wrong for her and I had to prevent the marriage. Why, Professor? Because her father asked me to watch over to protect her. That's why I asked you to make the doll. So that I could trick her into believing that I had some control over her. Nothing else would have worked. It was not a trick. Of course it was, Prudence. No, Professor. The doll was made because Dambala commands with her image, her hair, a drop of her blood. Now the girl and the doll have become sharers of the same soul. Prudence, you're slipping back into the jungle. Doll has no powers. Laura reacted only to suggestion. The doll is her. She is the doll. Only the sorcerer can break the spell. I'm tired, Prudence. I can't cope with mumbo-jumbo tonight. Professor, lift the spell from the doll. Oh, for heaven's sake. There is no such thing, Prudence. Call the girl. Tell her I will ask Dambala Uida to unchain her spirit from the doll. No. I will not do anything of the kind. Why? Because you don't want her to marry? That's right. Because you want her for yourself? What kind of talk is that? I'm more than twice her age. But you still want her. I have eyes. I have ears. I will call the girl. I will tell her that the doll is here. And that you will lift the spell from it. Stop that. Put that phone down. Now, you stay out of this, you hear me? I made the doll for you. Now I will unmake its evil. I told you to put that phone down. <laughs> now stop him. You're scratching my face. Look what you've done, you witch. You've drawn blood. I'm sorry. I didn't mean... You have meddled enough in my life. Now get out of here. I don't want to see your ugly face again. I want you out of here by tomorrow morning. Do you hear me? Yes, Professor. I heard you.
Good moment. Laura. Hello, Eric. You know Jimmy Collins, of course. What are you doing here? Sorry to be such early arrivals, Professor. We wanted to make sure you didn't go off to another uh, lecture this morning. I have nothing to say to you, Mr. Collins. Don't plan to stay long, Professor. Only until you give us that doll. The doll? That's right. But <laughs> for heaven's sake, you're, <laughs> you're really serious, aren't you? You really believe that doll has some mysterious powers. It doesn't matter, Eric. I'd just feel better if you... If you'd let me have it. I know it's here. How do you know that? Who told you? Prudence called me. Prudence? Yes, very late last night. She told us that the... The doll is in the hall closet. In a black box. She lied to you. Woman's gone crazy. I had to fire her. Want me to look in the closet, Professor? How dare you! I could have you arrested for what you're doing. Eric, please. We've been friends. Friends for such a, a long friends. time. That is a beautiful word, isn't it? Friends, almost as good a word as father. That is all I ever meant to you. Oh, Eric. Let's have the doll, Professor. Oh, yes, the doll. The voodoo doll. Mr. Collins, I think that you are as mad as she is. Maybe I am mad, Eric. But I am afraid of the doll. I can't help myself. So please, please let me have it. I'll give you one minute to lead us to the doll, Professor. Oh, and then what will you do? Pump me full of lead? And I'll find it myself. In the course of it, I might break quite a few things. Quite a few things in the process. Things you may value. All right, I will show you the doll. There. Is that what you're after? does look like me. I think I... I think I remember seeing it once before, but it's as if it was in a dream. I'll take that, Professor. Stop right there! What? Now, suppose I didn't give you the doll. Suppose I smashed its head instead. Eric! All I have to do is smash the head against this wall. One sharp blow, and the head is broken. The skull... Caved in, the pretty blue eyes shut forever. Ah, shall I, Laura? Eric, why are you doing this to me? You smashed my life, didn't you? You didn't care what happened to me? Oh, Eric, but I do care. You walked out with him. You left me for him. Well, here's what he... Uh, then... Uh, you... Who, Laura? Eric, what's the matter? Uh, what's the matter with him? My... Just... It's a heart attack. I think he's dead. Oh, oh my God. Are you sure? Look at his face. Oh, no. There's no sign of a pulse. He's gone, Laura. Oh, no. Oh, just like that. Must have been the excitement. No, it was not. Prudence. The spell is lifted, miss. When the sorcerer dies, the spell dies with him. What's that in her hand? Prudence, what are you doing with that knife? It was the only way, miss. Wait a minute. She's got something else, some some kind of doll. Prudence, you... You didn't. 
His skin and his blood from my fingernails. His curse from my lips and heart. Oh, Jimmy. How horrible. She killed him. Oh, no, no, Laura, no. It, it was a coronary. Only a coronary. I think. Well, personally, I don't think I'll ever trust a doll again. Not Raggedy Ann, or Betsy Wetsy, or even that paper doll they used to sing about. Of course, there's no question in my mind that Professor Douglas died of natural causes as opposed to supernatural. There's a great deal to be said for the power of suggestion, which, of course, is why you're about to hear the following suggestion. We hope that the story you just heard hasn't given you any ideas. That you're not all rushing out to the local toy store to buy up their supply of dolls in order to try some grisly experiments on your least loved ones. Take our word for it. It doesn't really work. But on the other hand, why do I have this sticking pain in my left shoulder? Our cast included Joanne Linville, Ross Martin, Virginia Gregg, and Carl Swenson. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about The Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.